3: All right, let's roll. Let's do this thing. Game time decisions has begun. I am Gable morenzi and I'm on the grid. So is the Raging Redhead, Cam uh, Stewart. You might think that there's not a lot of stuff uh, going on, but you're wrong. All right? There's a ton of MLS uh, soccer games. So get your cleats on, everybody. Get your shorts. Get your cleats uh, ready. It's time for Cam's Corner cams Corner. And, uh, yeah, this is just great. I got to be honest. I think I'm down about 268 bucks. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> Action. thanks, Harpy. Uh lay, lay, yeah, yeah. Plus, I'm like, yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take the Germans. Uh, plus, uh, I'll take the Germans. Uh, win or draw, they lose five nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Manchester United just won five nothing. Uh, guys, some weird results from the Champions League uh, this afternoon. We'll get you caught up to date. But I'll tell you what, Cam, am I crazy or what? Did we not check the MLS um, schedule last week? And I know because I remember I, I, guys were sending us um, sending us tweets saying, "Yeah, I checked MLS. There's no MLS." I think the MLS were actually smart. I think these guys have a flexible schedule and they moved everything to tonight. Well, there's no one there. there. I swear, right. They, were, they weren't they were they weren't playing tonight. They were playing tomorrow yeah. night. Now everyone's yeah. playing tonight. I don't know. Maybe it's in my head cam, but I could have swore we we looked last week and we're like, "Yeah, there's not even MLS uh, next Wednesday." No, man. There's like 12 MLS games tonight. Everybody's playing in the MLS almost.
0: Oh, you're telling me! It's soccer Wednesday, man. We started off with uh, the Champions League, and then we're just rolling right on into the MLS. I will say this: I didn't enjoy Cam's corner kicks last night. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah, let's take the over in that Seattle game. Two nothing. That's fun. Hey, Nashville, Montreal. What was it? 12 in a row. We joined. Yeah, one nothing final. Thanks. Anyway, uh, one good thing. It's funny you mentioned you run on Leipzig. I actually took Manchester United today, but hey, can't win at all. You're a stooge when you take Bruges. Bruges got the 1-1 draw. This stooge took Bruges. Well, Lazio <laughs> had like 12 guys with... Yeah, Kirk- yeah, it's... Yeah, narratives, my butt. Yeah, this is what we talk about. Pete sends his thing. Hey, Lazio's got a bunch of junior kids coming up in the pro. Well, they seem to be doing pretty good to me. They scored the first goal, and then Bruce scored on a Bruges. penalty.
3: I blame Pete, regular <laughs> listener and viewer. Pete, if Pete never sent that tweet, you never would have known. I never probably would have yeah. even known. Uh, good point. That Lazio without all these guys, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's all right. I took uh, I took Bruce. Yeah, the stooges.
0: Yeah, Bruce. I
3: took uh, Bruce. <laughs> Parlayed with, um, parlayed with uh, Borussia Dortmund. They yes. they sucked. They sucked. Now, listen, it wasn't all losses. I hit a clean slate uh, game with Chelsea. Uh, yep, I tell good you what, stuff. guys, Chelsea do not give up goals. Like, oh, there's, they're there's, wicked there's, it's, it's crazy right now. It's like seven games in a row. They've given up like three goals or something. Like They don't give up goals. You can't score on these guys. And you had a crap team today. I should have hammered that, man. I knew it. I was like, these guys aren't going to score on Chelsea. And, and they did it. So we hit that. We lo- we lose a corner kick. Uh, Cam's corner kicks. I fall short, Cam. <laughs> I hit over seven and a half in the Manchester United game. Seven. Seven. Uh, uh, it, it is it is what it is. Uh, but, hey, at least the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, won uh, last night. Although, and, you know, listen, I love the Dodgers as much as anybody. All right? I'm a big Dodger fan, hardcore Dodger fan. But, Bad look, guys. Bad, bad look. It's taken away from the win. Nobody's even talking about the win. It's all just about coronavirus. It's all just about Justin Turner. About when did you guys know? And it's a disaster. Major League Baseball is a joke. Rob Manford is a disgrace. And I say this as a Dodger fan. When they say, Cam, well, we just couldn't stop him. Oh, yeah, we all knew, but we just couldn't stop. Just stop. he's a competitor. <laughs> all right, shout out to our uh, radio affiliates. Hi, right, Dave Over We're kicking it uh, with Cam Stewart, as always. Uh, LouGamble.com is going to step up and in. We're going to talk some UFC and some NFL uh, with Lou. Of course, the Los Angeles Dodgers are your World Series champions. Uh, but the story isn't about how Clayton Kershaw finally... Uh, wins a title. The The story isn't about how Mookie Betts goes to the Dodgers and wins a World Series within his first year uh, with the Dodgers. You know The story isn't about Dave Roberts, much criticized, but finally uh, gets that ring. The story isn't uh, about the Los Angeles Dodgers baseball story. The story is about the jackass, Justin Turner, who makes it about himself, who gets coronavirus, um, gets taken out of the baseball game in very shady circumstances. Uh, Listen, Cam. I can't be a hypocrite here and sit on this program and be outraged by the Tennessee Titans' actions and pretend nothing happened with the Los Angeles Dodgers, bro. They sent out a dude with coronavirus.
0: I know they did. Like they played, they knew,
3: they didn't tell anyone. Then they act like they're heroic at the end of the game. Oh yeah, we took him out because we well his test came back. Dude, his test came back like the day before. You knew. Like the dude, it turns out there's all kinds of new stories coming out. That yeah, yeah, he had it like for two days or something. And well, we and and the quote is well, everyone's like, well, why didn't what? Why did he play? Well, we just couldn't stop him. That's Justin. <laughs> like they act like you know he was on a broken leg and they told him, No, you can't play. No, I'm playing, guys. I'm tough. So shoot me up with some cortisone. I'm going out there. Oh, that's Justin. He's a competitor. He had coronavirus, Cam. And like I said, yeah. if I'm going to be outraged about the Tennessee Titans actions, if I'm the Rays, I'm like, dude, he wasn't eligible to play. Number one, he wasn't eligible to play. Number two, if I get coronavirus now and I lose the World Series to you guys, I hate you more than the Houston Astros.
0: Yeah, here's the deal, Gabe. Know what's going to happen? Why baseball's is free? Lawsuits. You can, call, uh, you can call your lawyer Carl Miles because there's going to be people lining up. It's hey, hey, Carl I love Carl, but this is over his pay grade. Yeah, it is. It's- <laughs> no Kenesha's lawyers could have solved this problem. This is the big league. We got go to Harvard. For- we gotta go Ivy <laughs> League for
3: this one, Cam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what an unbelievable. Imagine if Carl, I think we've got a class action suit. Keep talking, keep talking. <laughs>
1: So join me on my podcast, Checking In With Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In With Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Morensi. We're kicking it with a Reggie Redhead. Cab Store. Lou, Gableau.com. We'll step up and in and join us a little bit uh, later on. But uh, we'll get into the MLS soccer. That's what we've got tonight. We're going to talk football, college football, NFL football, UFC. Anderson Silva's uh, retirement fight is uh, this Saturday, and I do believe him. A lot of times, when fighters talk about retiring, you know, it's just it's just lip service. But Anderson Silva should have retired like two, three years ago. To be honest, exactly, I agree. And even he knows it now. And even yeah. he's like, no, no, this is it. I just want one last, you know, one last time in the octagon. He's going to hang his gloves down. It's going to be an emotional moment. Not as emotional as the Khabib was when he put his gloves down. Man, I didn't see that coming. That was some deep stuff. And Cam, that's like the, that's like the. um that's like a um, a samurai fighter, Japanese yep. warrior laying his sword down. Sword you know down. What I mean, yeah, I fight agree. no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yep. puts his sword down. Khabib takes the gloves off, puts them on the mat, man. Uh, man, that was some deep stuff. Put down means I'm done. I fight no more. Like, that's like some guy like Conor. Oh, I retire. Oh, I come back. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm drunk on Twitter. Oh, rah, rah. <laughs> Khabib doesn't drink, bro. Khabib doesn't, like, the guy is like, yeah, this guy is 100% real. So, you know, maybe Khabib comes back in a couple of years or a year and he feels better, you know, he gets over his father's uh, passing. Uh, but Anderson Silva's older. It's a little bit different, so we'll break it down. Uh, but a lot of talk about the baseball, cabin. So you have the Justin Turner stuff. And, you know, for the love of God, guys, I don't understand, like, what kind of a joke is this in which baseball and the Dodgers are both now saying we just couldn't stop them. Like, I I, I don't – like, it's it's beyond it. So, well, well, Cam, like, it let, let's you and I go to the bank right now and just walk into the vault. Are they going to say, we just couldn't stop them? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> go, That'd be, that out. would <laughs> be great. <laughs> like, Take Justin whatever you Parker, want, guys. Like, have you ever heard a like, ball's commissioner and say, yeah. no, no, you, you're not playing? But imagine this, Cam. And I'm a Dodger fad, but all this – and it's going to go away because people have short attention spans, but – and the good thing about this is it didn't affect the game. There's not a controversy about the Dodgers cheating, really. You know what I mean? There's Dodgers won fair and square on the field. But let's be real. They knew he had coronavirus, number one. They didn't tell the truth. Number two, you think Justin Turner's the only guy on that team with coronavirus, came? I don't is, think so. Is it possible that this guy's at a clubhouse and they've been hanging out together, hugging each other, high-fiving each other? For the last month and a half. Come on. So only Justin Turner has it, right? And what did baseball knew? So what I don't understand is it would have hurt the Dodgers to say, all right, listen, Turner's out tonight, but we're playing the game. Turner's out fine. But Did they really look the other way for Justin Turner? Which leads me to believe that they looked the other way for a lot of guys. You know, and... And we just found out about Justin Turner. And so if Justin Turner has coronavirus and the Dodgers only let it out like when they figured they were going to win, essentially, <laughs> right? They were like, all right, we're leading now. Let's let's tell people he's got coronavirus. We'll pull him now. Um, we'll pull him now. But imagine, Cam, he's got coronavirus now. And I guarantee you other guys on the team have it. What if there was game seven tonight and – Cody Ballinger, Mookie Betts, Justin Turner, and Corey Seeger and Walker Bueller all off coronavirus. You got to play tell game you. seven tonight and you're starting Floro. Right? Yeah. Did baseball want that? Or did they just say, you know what, guys? There's two days left in the season. Whatever happens, happens. We're getting out of here. We're not shutting anything down. Well I that's what baseball, they did. I don't trust Rob Manfred either, Kay. No. I don't no. and I love the Dodgers, but the Dodgers lied. Turner's full of it. Turner has no regard for anybody's safety. He goes, oh, I feel well. It's not about you feeling well, jackass. It's It's making out with his wife on the field. Like, these guys, like, (laughs) it's number one. It's an embarrassment,
0: Cam. It's an embarrassment, bro. I love it, too. I I think baseball covered up and is hiding things. They did, because think about this. So if Justin Turner's the guy with COVID, right, and you tell me it happens a couple days before, you don't think there's anybody else? But Major League Baseball cannot come out with a story and say, we are postponing the World Series for the Dodgers to get better so they could play Tampa Bay. Do you think they're going to forfeit the series to Tampa Bay? Of course not. So what is Column C? Column C is shut up, play the game, we'll get through it, We'll worry about the punishment and stuff later. That's what you know what happened. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. But I will say this too, Gabe. If they knew before, Justin Turner, sure. Not in that game, but man, remember, he was 29 to 1 to be the MVP. He did some serious damage in this series. It's not like he was a it's not like he was some slug that came out there and, and did nothing. He was one of the better players in the series. Bottom line is this: you can't say Tampa Bay was gonna win. You can't Dodgers win, I get it. But what he did was stupid, selfish, and immoral. And I will say this about Major League baseball, I agree with you, and I think we both know. They know. They just needed it to end, and uh, I, I think uh, this is where the lawsuits start. This story's just beginning.
3: Now, the other big story of the game, and I often find that the narrative of the media and the common fan is overrated. There's always going to be plays uh, behind the scenes um, and that people don't talk about. There were actually key you know, turning points in, in sporting events, right? Yeah. But, last night, Kevin Cash, obviously... Whatever a manager is going to do in that spot, he's going to be second-guessed. No matter matter what, especially in today's day and age. Yet, it was too quick, Cam, and you and I talk about it all the time. These said it. The micromanagers, as smart as you are, dude, and you're a blackjack player, Cam, you sit at a blackjack table for 18 straight hours, and you play 742 hands. You might be great for 738 of them. Your mind will start playing tricks on you. You'll start second-guessing, overthinking, overcompensating. It's just like gambling. You start chasing, and you're going to make mistakes. And he made previous mistakes with Snell before, and you figure last night at some point, Cam cash will just go with his gut. And not analytics and just say, we've got a great bullpen. It'll be there when Snell is done. He's not done yet. He's at 73 pitches. I'm telling you right now. If Blake Snell stays in that baseball game, right now
0: you and I are previewing game seven. I know we are. And uh, Justin Turner, if this story broke, he's not playing. And then all of a sudden the Rays have a very good yeah. chance to win the World Series. But I will say this. I agree no, I would, 100%. Everyone
3: would have let on if they didn't take Yeah, we Yeah, you're win. right. He,
0: he just would have kept on playing. He's like, hey, I've had it for four. I had coronavirus all week, man. Let's party. Yeah, 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 I will right. say. <laughs> but listen. Listen, I told you. You know what the funny thing is? Uh, metal match and queue up the tape. When we were ripping Gonsolin and having some fun last night, I told you this. I go when the Rays are, they're they're going to play well, and who's going to screw this up? Kevin Cash. He's going to take uh, if Snell's pitching a gem. He's going to take him out exactly. It went according to exactly what we said. And that's the problem that I have with the computer, Gabe. We talk about it. Computers give you fixed results. This is the percentile. This is what's going to happen. But it take, taking away the human element is stupid. That's the thing. I just don't get Kevin Cash. Like, we've done it this way the whole time. It's the World Series, dude. The Dodgers said we were off balance. We can't hit this guy. We can't figure Snell out. And then you're going to throw in not just that. Exactly. That reliever they threw in is brutal. He Anderson. he was Anderson, struggling, struggling, struggling the whole time. Like, I don't get it, man. But, hey, congratulations to the Dodgers. And Kevin Cash just relied on the machine. You said it. Should have relied on the gut, buddy. Should have relied on the gut in his mind. But bad move, bro. Bad move. Brutal. Yeah,
3: the Dodgers were swinging in air uh, with Snell. There was, you know, Barnes had a bloop single. It wasn't even hit hard. That's the crazy I thing, know. too. Wasn't even, it wasn't like, all right, listen, dude, they're starting to smoke the ball. They're not. It was a little blue single. Cash, like, panics, uh, goes out there, um, and it it rattles the team as well. You're just putting pressure. You're putting pressure on the bullpen, like unnecessary pressure too early. Correct. Too early in the game. Uh, But ultimately, the Dodgers were the better team, and they just bludgeoned them. And Guys, you know we really couldn't have nailed this any better. If you want to talk about rolling the tape, I told you guys Dodgers and six plus three eighty. Uh, Dodgers, we were on the Dodgers and all those parlays last night. Even the Dodgers run line uh, cashed uh, last night. Uh, but remember, Cam and the prop that we talked about. And even though, even you like the Rays in a series, you were like, "Oh God, this is this is free money." This prop: Dodgers more home runs than the Rays minus two and a half. Dodgers set a World Series record for most home runs in a World Series. Exactly. That, they, they crushed that, bro. That was free money. More home runs than Dodgers in a World
0: Series. Exactly. That's all they do. And I'll tell you one thing, Gabe. Look at the Snell thing further. His relationship with Cash, it's toast. You could still respect him, but not anymore moving forward. Look what you he did won't to be me, array. man. No, <laughs> he won't, he won't I, be right. He wants out, guaranteed. He won't He's
3: be moving forward. Lou mm-hmm. will join us next. <laughs>
4: Get on the grid.
3: game time decisions continues I am Gaable Bradwick so i want Ranger redhead, cam uh, Stewart. we've got a full slate of MLS action uh, tonight that's what uh that's what we've got on the board uh, tonight uh, we were talking about uh, the World Series and the chaos and the the controversy surrounding Justin Turner and the coronavirus coronavirus taking center stage right now in the sports world Wisconsin shutting things down isn't that convenient uh, because you lost your quarterbacks and uh, now suddenly, Barry Alvarez is concerned about the safety of the spread. Yeah, yeah, you're concerned because you're quarterbacks.
0: <laughs> right? yeah, we're gonna, they were going to start. Yeah. They were going to start a running back this week or a four stringer. Good timing, yeah, yeah, yeah. guys.
3: <laughs> if, if there was a bunch of backup safeties with coronavirus, you wouldn't care about the safety of the rest of the team. Let's just uh, let's just be real. And the Super Bowl, twenty percent capacity only for yeah. the Super Bowl. I got some thoughts that we're going to share about that a little bit uh, later on. But let's bring in Lou Lou. Gamblou.com right now, who's ready for some football, and he's ready to to send off one of the greatest fighters of all time. And I'm not talking about Khabib, because Khabib is the greatest fighter of all time. But Anderson Silva, I was talking earlier, Lou, about Anderson Silva, his retirement fight, and this is real for Anderson. This is, you know... I don't know, maybe in six years or something, he'll fight in some stupid thing down the road. But this is his last sort of, this is the last uh, goodbye for Anderson Silva. Great, great fighter. I mean, people have short attention spans nowadays, Lou. But for longtime MMA fans, let's let's remember, man, Anderson Silva was the king. He was the king of the cage, man, for for a while. And people considered him the greatest fighter
4: of all time for a long time. Uh, And for a long time he was. And uh, he then followed up his greatness by doing what every single fighter through history except for two guys have done. And that is continue to fight too long. Listen to this stat on Anderson Silva, and I picked this up on Twitter from MMA numbers. And I cite him because I don't want to think that you people—I don't want people thinking yeah, that I not- came up with this. Story. <laughs> Listen, Silva absorbed more significant strikes than he had landed in nine of his twenty-four UFC fights. Seven of the nine of those fights have been in his last eight bouts. Wow. So the, the, mm-hmm. what, the story, what the story tells is absolutely what Gabe and I remember and what most purists remember about Anderson Silva. Fluid, water-like movements, yeah. deft defense, unbelievable striking precision kicks. He had it all but he fought too long, and now he's fighting at 45 years old under that kind of a statistic against a guy that's nine years younger and a striker. Uh, To me, uh, the other thing that clouds this about is the fact that recently Anderson got caught uh, you know, testing, dipping his toe into Mother's Little Helper, meaning Peds, and and so I pose this question <laughs> to everybody. Lou. <laughs> No, what kidding. to prevent Anderson Silva from dipping his toe into PEDs before this his final fight, oh, okay, and really? and I want to also I want to make one last clarification. This is final fight in the UFC. Anderson Silva hasn't learned any lessons. He's you you watch Bellator is going to do some oldies but goodies or <laughs> legends kind of <laughs> thing, know, and him know. and he <laughs> are going to be. Good. I'm telling <laughs> me, it, right. and I'm not here to disparage Anderson Silva, but. Why don't great fighters understand? Here's the case in point. We just watched Khabib do it. He's going to cement his legacy. And here's the guy that could do it right on his toes, Stipe Miocic. But no, after winning a trilogy against DC, Stepe won't take off the gloves and walk away, thus solidifying himself. As the heavyweight goat in the mixed martial arts realm, no, can't do that. He's got to come back and fight in Gano in February. Are you effing crazy, Stepe? Yeah, great points,
3: great conversation, Lou. You know what? Stepe needs the money, not needs wants. Has it backed up money? You know, and figures. You know what? And figures. I I can still beat anybody. I I get where you're going about riding off into the sunset. And leaving people wanting more. It's like, uh, right, a good comedian. uh, you know, Always want them more. A band. Always want them leaving more. A song. There's a reason every pop song on the radio, guys, is three minutes and 23 seconds. All right? It's not six minutes. You can say, man, that's catchy. Make it longer. No. Leave them wanting more. So they want to hear it again. They want to hear your next song. So it's not too long. And you're right. Look at a guy like GSP. GSP's happily retired, and people still want to see him fight. Oh, please come back, yep. GSP! I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> right, and and you're right, Lou. It hurts me too. I don't care. You know what I mean. And no disrespect to like you know a Chris Lieben or no disrespect to a Cowboy Cerrone. Guys are gonna hang around and keep on fighting. It's what they do. But I hate watching the great ones, Lou. Like, dude, I remember Roy Jones Jr. to me, one of the greatest boxers of all time, man. He literally used to put one hand behind his back and put his face in front of you. Go, you know, come on. He'd Like, he literally, and it wasn't taunting, but he'd literally, like, fight people with one hand behind the back sometimes. He was that good. Now, man, he'll fight at a, at a strip club in Poland for 50 bucks if you <laughs> offer a money loop. And it's like, come on, Roy, man. Like, you're... You're one of the great ones. And people aren't going to remember you as a great one because all we remember now is you getting punched in the face and fighting scrubs for, like, money right now. I hate that, Lou. You're right. To me, Anderson Silva was never the same after he broke his leg, bro. And you know what? They, you know When he taunted, when he got stupid and acted like a clown mm-hmm. against Weidman and he got popped. And then he yep. broke his leg after and he was never the same after. And like you said, Lou... Seems like a bad matchup. Great stats that you bring up as far as him getting hit so much. So he's not only losing, he's causing damage to himself. You're getting beat up, and I tell you what, Uriah Hawk and uh, this guy's got some power, Lou. Um, yeah, Anderson can you get guys, hurt in this fight.
0: You guys think two thirty is a short price? Like that's another thing. You're talking like Anderson's we're talking like trouble, the L word. Right? Yeah, yeah, like like the L word. Nothing is a lock, and every lock has a key. But a favorite just over two to one seems pretty good value, would you not say there, Lou? For us parley playing pundits, yes,
4: for most of the pundits out there, cam, what I would say is what scares me about about that cat is two things yeah. the twenty seven foot octagon the twenty five foot octagon, which is going to make it easier for strikers to engage, and then the second part of it really is, is the fact that uh listen A- anderson he can't he can't move, so uh uh you got an over under of four and a half. Somewhere someone is thinking that Anderson's going to be able to maintain distance and be cute in this fight. I, I just don't That's know that four and I have. No, I, I don't know, half. know how to correlate that. I, 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 I can't I can't see it. I can see I can see Hall engaging and Silva not being able to get out of the way is what I see. And uh, I don't want any part of the fight because of the of the unknowns. Listen. What happens if it does go to decision? You think Hall's uh, going to get any kind of a fair shot? I <laughs> know. Yeah, good in point, at least.
3: Uh, out there in the Middle East, although it's the same judges. Um, you know, Sal D'Amato goes everywhere, right? This guy, <laughs> he's going to be everywhere no matter what. I, I like Hall here, and I'm a big Silva fan, and I've even thought of Hall as an underachiever under, through his career, but starting to put it together a little bit now. He's won three of his last four fights. It's just a good matchup for him. As Lou eloquently stated, the smaller cage, guys, is a problem for Silva, number one. It, it, dude, two he's done. There's a million problems. But the thing is, Anderson Silva and his heyday, guys, his whole thing was his angles and his speed. He'd come at weird angles. You would never be able to hit him because he was like on a merry-go-round. He would just do this weird cycle thing, and he would constantly be moving his feet, and you would never be able to square up. And he was so fast, and then, bam, he'd kick you in the head. And then you're in the head, and then he'd jump on you, and you're all putting pre- a pretzel or whatever. And he doesn't have that now. He can't do the angles. The guy's got one leg. He's 45 years old. There's no room for him to dance around and move. And he got a younger dude that can knock his head off. He's in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, I, but like you said... The judges gave him a win another time when he didn't freaking deserve it already. So we've seen this. We've seen this. We've seen this pattern before. But I like Uriah Hall here. And there's no way in hell, guys. Four and a half rounds, to put it in context, gentlemen, for people tuning in, that's 22 and a half minutes. It's not like, oh, four and a half rounds. Yeah, that's 22 and a half minutes. This guy's not lasting (laughs) 22 and a half minutes in this 25-foot cage, Lou, with Uriah Hall. Well,
4: I mean, he has, he lasted 25, excuse me, lasted 15 minutes without a sign. And so people will point to the fact that he's recently done, uh, received or uh, experienced a lot of decisions and think that that's going to equate to a five rounder. I don't know how it does. Um, but I'm interested in seeing the fight, but there's no way. There, uh, this is a short betting card, in my opinion, to begin with, and the, and the main event is is unbettable, in my opinion.
3: It's a violent card, though. There's a lot of mean dudes on this card. Speaking of a mean dude, Bryce Mitchell, this guy's a psychopath. He trains the like, this guy, <laughs> he doesn't care about gyms, and he doesn't care about anything, Camp. <laughs> This guy literally, like, he chases rabbits and stuff in the yeah, woods Arkansas. Yeah, I like that. Arkansas. Old school, oh, no, like Rambo. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's, yeah, you don't, don't, like, uh, yeah, his his personal views are a little out there. Like, the, oh, he okay. thinks like you would expect a guy that lives in the woods in Arkansas uh, to think. But he's, he's a badass, Lou. I find this an interesting matchup of Andre Feely, who's sort of a polished, you know what I mean? The hype guy, the gym. And all that against the guy coming from the woods. To me, Mitchell, he's just a fighter. There's so many athletes nowadays, Lou. They're athletes now. Mitchell, to me, is still the old school. He's a fighter. He's not an athlete, if you know what I mean. He's a fighter.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree that he is a fighter, but he's very one-dimensional fighter in that he has yeah. one way to win, and that's to submit a guy. And then on top of that, he's a 26-year-old fighter that has four fights in the UFC, and those four fights were against Tyler Diamond, All right, we're Bobby Moffat. Right, we're coming up. We'll right, continue on back. the other side. Yes, we will. Yes, sir. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Game time <he's laughs> Game time and continues. I am Gabriel Morantzi, throwing it down with the raging redhead Cam Stewart Lou from Gamblu.com uh, joining us uh, right now. And in fact, uh, Lou, I'll send you the uh, the commercial. I'll send it to you, Cam. I don't know if you guys heard it. I was uh, listening to uh, the network last night um, or this morning. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was in the over to this morning with uh, with Scott Wetzel and yeah. uh, commercial. Commercial came on, very dramatic. sounded like a Super Bowl ad, like da 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 da, like very like classical, like dramatic music. Game Time Decisions, with Gabriel Morenci and Cam Stewart. <laughs> uh, very great ad. And then, Lou, it said, join top experts from the industry, uh, like Teddy Covers, Gamble. <laughs> it sounded like a awesome. movie. You sounded like Darth Vader. <laughs> Gamblew. <laughs> <laughs> the way he said hey, I yeah, we'll, we'll I you. It. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Donnie Rightside made the cut, too. <laughs> nice. I- nice. I also... No. Yeah.
4: I also like those, uh, usually on Thursday or Friday, you you put out a little clip that the last couple of weeks that has had my synopsis of the fights, and they've been really professionally done and well-produced. I think they're great. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, we always everything, all the, all the, all this stuff ends up on
3: YouTube uh, after the fact. All right, Lou. So, so let's let's blast through these fights because time flies by. So Mitchell and Feely, as you stated, Mitchell is very one dimensional. He's a tough kid. He's a psychopath and all that type of stuff. But he he doesn't have a striking game, and he doesn't have a lot of experience. And we've seen him be overwhelmed. We we saw him get overwhelmed, you know, by by strikers. So. What about Andre Feely here at Plus 124? Do you like him as a dog here?
4: I do. I think I think it shows a lot of him to take this fight against this kid, and I think he's smart because he knows right now he's more well-rounded. He has a way better experience. He comes from a gym that gives him all kinds of wrestling. And what's kryptonite to the BJJ practice? practitioner is a good wrestler listen feely is going to keep this thing on the feet and strike him at distance teach him a lesson get his win and go because after this loss if bryce mitchell does in fact lose um i I think it's going to be hard to beat him but he's he's i think he's just catching him at a perfect time this is a good spot for feely plus 135 either side of
3: kevin holland is a minus 152 Mm. favorite right now against uh, muradoff any opinion on this fight lou
4: very little i don't know enough about Muratov. obviously holland's a worthy favorite
3: uh all right uh here's a guy that everybody knows uh cab Hardy. Yep. greg hardy
0: greg hardy <laughs> big favorite oh, right now a lot of juice uh, it's a lot. yeah listen
4: a little- uh yeah, Hardy trains at ATT. He gets all kinds of heavyweights to train with. He's explosive. He's an NFL all-pro moving to fighting, and he's putting his time in. Uh, meanwhile, the other kid, uh, Green, moved his whole family to Albuquerque, He'd been working out down at Jackson Wing, doing everything he can. When these two guys get in the ring, you're going to have two fighters. One's going to know he's going to win, and one's going to hope he's going to win. Hardy's a legit fave.
3: All right, so Hardy, a le- legitimate uh, favorite. Um, and of course, Lou likes the underdogs. I'm surprised. Yeah, not even a, yeah. a tingle, not even a small look uh, coming off. You're not impressed that he beat uh, Gian Vellante? And you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to store this. I'm going to have to store this actually for Friday because Joey always busts my balls. Years ago, I told Joey that Stefan Steven Struve was going to be like uh, a, a top contender. I said, you'll see one day this kid will fight for a title. All right. Said this about 10 years ago. He never lets me live it down. He brings it up all the time. Except I never let Joey live it down. The fact that Joey once told me that Gian Vellante was a stone cold, utter lock when I was living in <laughs> Vegas. I literally put like $3,000 on him. UFC. Dude, I had to go to like five casinos in Vegas, dude. <laughs> it don't take to like that, you know what I mean in those days? Well, no right, scores thousand dollars uh on gian volante they're like who what yeah they're like no 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 no. 250 bucks <laughs> i'm like all right all right i go down to the hilton <laughs> all right can i get to, like yeah 500 max prelims i right. i literally went to like four or five places i was on the phone with them. but you know and all kidding aside because you know volante of course in the old trades with wide man and all oh, and like joey's a new york guy i'm telling you is a badass so it's almost fitting. Like, me and Joey need to settle the score. Struve needs to fight Volante <laughs> one day.
0: So, but how about my with a big win last week? Yeah, big, exactly. Big, big hey, win. I got to I gotta say this. Guys, wasn't that the fight where Green... Volante was actually kicking the crap out of him. He got submitted right at the end. Remember? Was that the fight there, Lou? Green yes, uh, versus yes, uh, Volante. Yeah, because I remember. He was, like, crying at the yep, end, right? He's like, oh, all. my God, I Volante, can't I Volante, was Volante he, Volante
4: just completely run out of gas. What happened at, yeah. at his new weight at at, at at his new weight at two fifty five or something? Well, you after fighting light heavyweight,
3: his new his new body, he makes cash. He's, he's on the
4: <laughs> yeah, that's
3: right.
4: He's on the he's on the gamblu pre-fight meal plan.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, Widman yeah, made Roy Nelson look svelte. Okay, so uh, Bobby Green once again minus three twenty five. Thiago, uh, uh, all right. So what, what are you looking at here, Lou? You said it's sort of a light card for you. Nothing sticking out. What do, you, what, do what does
4: catch your eye? I've got a bet, Feely. I'm I'm waiting. Um, listen, Bobby Green's won three in a row. He's looked great. Everybody's convinced he's serious. Bobby Green is the most uneven, inconsistent fighter of all time, and now he's got everybody believing. This is about the time when he slips on a banana peel and in this particular case the banana peel could be 25 year old moises who's strictly a one-dimensional submission artist if bobby green keeps this standing it's his fight however if moises can somehow lock onto a leg an arm a neck an ear something i think he can submit him and and bobby green at minus three almost 300, it, that is wrong. It sh- he should never be a favorite over anybody like that, especially a kid that's 25 years old, much younger. I, I'm, I'm probably going to give the look to Moises, but no need to do anything now. Let's let those parlay play and putes, in this case, run that, uh, run that price up and see if we can get Moises even a little bit better. And then uh, on the undercard, you got a kid named Witt against Williams. Both guys defeated uh, in the first round of their last fight. In the case of Witt uh, against Sato in June, it, it's reasonable. He took the fight on two days' notice. He was getting uh, tested and COVID-sanctioned uh, and everything. he couldn't get the guy. Couldn't get any time to uh, to prepare for his fight. In the other case, the kid from Davenport, Iowa, Williams doesn't belong in the UFC. Wit minus one forty. He'll win this fight. All right, Jason Witt against Cole Williams. Nice. That's just a surreal, it's a bruise,
3: bruise. Hum dinner. Yeah, you know, two tough dudes from the Midwest here. Right? Just yeah, the Midwest I journey, like bar fight a UFC. Yeah, let's exactly. go.
4: Yeah, ah, a thirty-three-year-old, a thirty-three-year-old guy from Kansas and a thirty-six-year-old guy from Iowa. Bring your cowboy Whoa. boots.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the toughest fighters ever, man. He wasn't. I'm not saying he was the best fighter, but one of the toughest guys, man. At least i on my show, uh, Josh the Dentist. Near, oh yeah, yeah that's right, the yeah. dentist. He's the one. <laughs> The dentist. He'll rearrange your teeth for you, Cam. Yeah, that's why I I love it. The dentist. Knock your teeth out.
4: I think he's
0: (laughs) the he's the The dentist. Uh, Yeah, he's the one. He's the one. The
4: he's the famous clip where Edson Barboza does the spinning kick and hits him in the cheek. I think that's near, (laughs) isn't it? Yeah. Yes. He's
3: uh, he was in some wars. Uh, you're tough, tough, dude. Those Iowa guys, man. Yeah, it's yep. just tough guys. All right. So we got a couple of minutes left with LouGamble.com for more UFC. And it's early in the week now, guys, especially with these cards. Tricky. Uh, it'll play out. We'll see the waves, late information. So, Lou, NFL football. It's hard to believe that we're already into week eight, Um, but we are starting tomorrow. It's kickoff of week eight. Bill Parcell said, You are what your record uh, says you are after eight weeks. So to be able to judge these teams a little bit uh, more. Even though it's tricky to judge these teams this year, but we are nearly halfway through the season, so no no playoff impact uh, football game tomorrow night with the Falcons and the Panthers. But Teddy Bridgewater's been a go to guy. I'm taking the Panthers every week, and it's not like I wait. It's not like every week I'm like, oh, I'm taking the Panthers no matter what. But most of the time, I really like them, and if I don't, I talk myself into taking them anyways because Teddy Bridgewater is 32 and 10 against the spread as a starting quarterback in the NFL, and The only thing is I prefer the Panthers when we're getting six, when we're getting seven. I don't have to win the football game like they did against the Bears. Now we're in a spot where we need to win the football game. But, man, I'm a big Matt Rule guy. I'm a big Teddy Bridgewater fan, and all Atlanta does is find ways to lose. I'm taking the Carolina Panthers tomorrow night, Lou. I'm not overthinking it.
4: Yeah, and I am overthinking it, and, and uh, I don't like that Carolina is on the key number three. I don't like them as a home chalk at all, and and well, I mean, they're making it off too easy for me to take Carolina, a team that's totally overachieved, and I'm not on the game, and I haven't really handicapped it, but my overall general impression is run
3: <laughs> from it. <laughs> <laughs> Cam, what are you doing with the game? It's your initial uh, lead.
0: It's a very difficult game, Gabe. Uh, I I probably lean Carolina as well, but with Atlanta, ah, ah, you get these uh, Falcons at plus nine and a half game. It sounds like uh, our parlay pundits become, uh, you know, terrific teasers. We could call them Tom Teaser because I don't think any team is going to win this game by more than nine. This game screams ugly, so I might find the dirty birds and get a dance partner on the old tease. I don't
3: know, guys. Like we've seen
0: this movie before. It's like you guys are yes, going we have.
3: to uh, you're going to see a movie and expecting a different ending. The Falcons are two and five against the spread. They don't cover point yes. spreads. They're Correct. they're a mess. They're they're falling apart. At least Carolina, are an enthusiastic team. I, yes. I, I get it. I don't like them as a favorite either, Lou. But it's a modest modest uh, price here. And and I, I guarantee you, man, people are gonna you're gonna hear. I've already heard people. Oh, Julio Jones, this, and they can't stop that, and Carolina's bad against this and that, and what, yeah, whatever, dude. They've had they had Julio Jones in the Super Bowl when they went with twenty eight three lead. <laughs> like, like the Falcons are the Falcons.
0: Figure it out, people. Not yelling at you, oh, two, I know, but all people. No, out. no. I said, Carolina, hey, I don't think you got. I don't think you got my. Uh, I don't think you got my message. I'm just saying. Do you think Carolina's going to win by nine? I don't know, Gabe, that sounds like a lot to ask, don't you think? I don't
3: know, we got to come now? out, Early playing pukes is great, that's Lou's line. What what, yeah. what can we call the teaser players? Hey, Louie, something like, what would yeah. Teaser turds. playing yeah. turds. No, no. Wait, <laughs> oh, oh, the teaser turds, great call, man, the turds.
0: <laughs> or the turkeys, the teaser turkeys. Yeah. Teaser. teaser turds or teaser turkeys. Either works. Well, I'll have one. I'll have one for next week. I,
4: I will say this, and I do like I do like the idea of an Atlanta tease. But boy, when you're when you're talking those those high totals, uh, the teaser gets a little bit more difficult, especially the road team. But uh, it's just not a game that I'm interested in outside of I suppose people that are in fantasy. You want to use your receivers. All right, listen, Lou, unfortunately, we've got about a
3: minute left. Time really flew by. What are you looking at? Do you have a game you can share with us in the NFL you like?
4: Uh, yeah, again, I'm looking at overreaction games, and, and really, I, I hate to say it, uh, but I'm going to pick on Buffalo. Uh, I think that this is a perfect opportunity for New England. To their their stock has never been so low. San Francisco came in and just played an unbelievably systemic game in breaking them down. But that Buffalo offense without John Brown, mind you, is not the same offense. And I really think this is a, a real – I love the idea of a division dog, patriot team going into Buffalo, look ahead line is three, and now you're going to give me four. I think it's New England. I think Buffalo could win the game. This thing's got, you know, 20, 26, 25, or 24, 23 written all over it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I'm no. sorry
3: I asked, Lou. As a Bills vest. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm done me. with the party they cost me so much money, I'm going to bet <laughs> against kidding. them all year. Screw them. Thanks, Lou.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: Right. Get your cleats on. Get your cleats on. Get your cleats on. on. Uh, Get your cleats on. It's time for some soccer. Cams, corner cams. Corners. Um, Yeah, full slate of MLS soccer. Uh, Thank you to the MLS for stepping up. Otherwise, it would have been a dark, uh, dark night tonight. We would have had to go uh, international. (laughs) So we're going with some MLS soccer. First game up here, 7 o'clock Eastern, going off the board in a couple of moments' time. New York Red Bulls and a New England Revolution, longtime rivals thing that catches my eye here, Cam, is for the last five times these teams have played, it's gone under the number. Same players. Uh, they play a lot. Uh, they played recently. They played twice uh, in the month of August, late August after the tournament in regular season play. Both matches were 1-1 draws. You know, I'm not getting too cute tonight, Cam. We're going to have a lot of MLS picks. The first one up here, give me under 2.5 Red
0: Bulls Revolution. What are you doing with this game? I'm not touching this game, but I got some other picks uh, for 7.30 and beyond, uh, Gabe. Uh, There's a couple teams that make the list. Uh, I think I'm going to take Orlando tonight. Uh, You have to lay a little bit of juice, but I like the situation against Atlanta tonight. So I'm going to be riding Orlando. Uh, That's my first pick and uh, maybe a couple uh, totals in the later action.
3: Some interesting angles here this evening. I tell you what, Atlanta can't score. They're four no, they to the under in their last uh, five. Orlando, though, winless in their last four matches, three draws uh, and a loss. Yeah. Orlando are also three and one to the under in their last uh, four matches. One of the hottest teams in the MLS, uh, guys. The Philadelphia Union, man, True. Union coming off a five nothing route over TFC. Union have won four of their last uh, five matches. Uh, there was a draw, so they're four four oh and one. And uh the Chicago Fire aren't very good. I think Philadelphia's uh worth worth the play uh there. But I we're like gonna that. break down a ton of MLS, we're gonna get into some golf. It's the Bermuda Championships. We're gonna break it down. It's Cam's corner kicks, what's in Cam's bag? Bag Um <laughs> a <lot of> cams. <laughs> What's in Cam's fridge, what's in Cam's bag? Ooh. Cam's Lots corner of stuff. kicks all coming up.
2: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital360.